And we're live. Awesome. I'm going to test having the microphone a little further away from my mouth. I'll probably announce this again because no one's on right now. But so let me know if you can't hear me. It's just it's tough when I'm all the way down here. I know it's better audio, but it hurts my back. My tripod's not that tall for my mic yet. Maybe one day. So awesome win for the Jazz. Uh, I'll I'll dig a lot into it because I feel like the stats don't really tell the story of this one. Even though the stats were awesome in the favor of the Jazz, I have been seeing weird trends with the Jazz stats, but uh, we'll dig into that. And I mentioned some of those earlier. But overall vibes from the game, the Jazz were super confident. They they came in. They knew they were going to win. Uh, obviously, it was a little close at first, but they maintained that confidence. They were shooting with confidence. Uh, some some things that I loved seeing from the Jazz, obviously that Gobert dunk over Antetokounmpo, that was awesome. Uh, I watched that a few times before the stream. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it was... Um, I forget who the ball handler was, but Gobert went for a screen, then he slipped the screen... And that left him wide open, and Antetokounmpo just stepped in late, so Gobert got the dunk. That was awesome. Another cool thing that I was seeing is the Jazz, and I'm I'm still debating in my head whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm leaning towards this as a good thing, but they had a little bit of swagger tonight, and I haven't seen much swagger from them. And and I I was kind of like I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, like I said, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing because sometimes when teams do that, they uh, they they get a little cocky and then they they think they're the unbeatable, which I, I don't think that's what I'm seeing from the Jazz, which is why I'm saying I'm leaning towards this as a good thing. But seeing the passes that they were making and the confidence with shooting, uh, like that one play where where Bogdanovich he gets the ball, passes it behind his back, and so he jumps up to get the ball, passes it behind his back before he even lands. Then Donovan Mitchell just rifles a ball all the way across the court. So he's in the corner, throws it across the court to the other corner where Joe Ingles is. Joe Ingles hits the three. That was cool to watch. And, and there were some other really cool passes. Mitchell was was creative with his passing, uh, which you love to see because I feel like, and we've talked about this on the channel, but I feel like Donovan Mitchell is going to end up being the primary ball handler for the Jazz in in a few years from now. And so seeing him develop as a passer and a distributor is huge for the Jazz long-term success, in my opinion. Uh, So with that being said, I'll dig into the stats. If you have any questions, comments about the game, NBA in general, really just anything, uh, go ahead and leave it in the live chat and I'll get to it after I I dig through the stats. Uh, But yeah, let's get into it. So obviously awesome win for the Jazz. And I said at the beginning, I don't know how many made it on when I said this. But I've noticed some weird things in the in the like team stats for the Jazz. Even though they're winning, there's some there's some trends that you normally don't see from a team that won a basketball game. One of them is the Jazz tend to let their opponents shoot more shots than the Jazz do but their opponents normally make less, which is incredible. I don't know how their opponents are getting more shots off. 
I'm not seeing like huge differences in rebounds. I'm I'm not sure what's going on there. But it's not a bad thing because they're not making their shots uh, or the, the Jazz opponents. And so like tonight, Milwaukee, they shot 10 more shots than the Jazz, but they made one less. And and maybe maybe the shooting more shots comes from the Jazz are getting to the free throw line. So that might be part of it, in which case that's not a bad thing at all to let your opponent shoot more if you're just not getting as many shots because you're getting to the field of uh, the free throw line. So that's something interesting. I haven't seen that much with any teams in the past. Obviously, I haven't followed like every team in the NBA super closely, but so that that's really interesting to see. I've seen it several times this season and happen again tonight. So I thought I'd point that out. The Jazz were on fire. Uh, they they were 52% from the field, and they. They only shot 38 threes, which is kind of funny to say only 38 because that's a lot, especially considering what the Jazz were doing in seasons past. But and if it was a closer game, I think the Jazz would have shot more. It's just by the time in the third quarter, at one point in the third quarter, they're up by 20. So I think their mindset was more, hey, we're confident. We're hitting our shots. We don't need to shoot as many threes because they're giving us easy shots inside. Uh, Gobert was getting great dunks. Um, and so it was just, if you can get easy shots inside, you don't need to take threes, especially when you're up. Uh, taking threes tends to be a, a fast-paced thing. And, and when you're up by 20, uh, if you can score most possessions and milk the clock, that's the best-case scenario. And I think that's part of what the Jazz are doing. Jazz got to the free-throw line great. Um, I mentioned that they... They got to the, they shot thirty four free throws, made twenty nine, so that was awesome. And other than that, like the Jazz just dominated. I'll I'll point it out. I won't spend much time on it. But the only stat that like really stands out that the Jazz didn't go, do good at was turnovers. Again, the Jazz had seventeen turnovers to the Bucks ten. But I'm not gonna dwell on that because this was an awesome win, and I mention that every single time I'm on here. So um, the Jazz keep winning. So Maybe eventually I'll stop bringing that up <laughs> because at the end of the day, they're winning basketball games and they are looking like an elite team. We'll get to why uh, we talked about on last Saturday in our episode, why we think the Jazz are title contenders, but um, I think they've even solidified that more tonight and, and last game as well. I'm yeah, like they're beating good teams. And, and the only thing that people had against the Jazz up until this point were was that most of their games were against easy teams. But let's jump into the box score. Once I'm done with the box score, I'll, I'll get to the live chat. So any questions, comments, leave them there. And and I'll, get, I'll be pretty quick on the box score. But uh, just one thing that I wanted to point out, the Jazz had four players with 25 points or more. And that was, I loved seeing that. Uh, obviously Jordan Clarkson came off the bench. He was awesome tonight and he was doing a lot more than just shooting as well. Uh, there's one play, uh, like he wasn't doing this consistently, but there was one play that stood out where Giannis was guarding him and he drove on Giannis and he, it wasn't re- really like a pure Euro step, but he did kind of a, uh, a slow two steps to get Giannis off of his rhythm on the defense. And he, he got the layup on Giannis, which is awesome for, for Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Mitchell did his thing, 26 points. He was actually plus 18, so 
and he had six rebounds and eight assists and only two turnovers. So this, um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think this game has been Mitchell's best game so far this year. I know it was, it's not his best scoring wise, but I think what I saw from Mitchell, I liked his overall performance, especially considering he only had two turnovers more than I, I, I liked a lot of his other games where he scored more points. So I love seeing that from Mitchell. If we can see that more consistently, uh, like, yeah, Jazz are, are no one is going to want to play the Jazz in the playoffs if we can see that from Mitchell consistently. As well as both Ingles and Gobert had 27 points. And I don't know what it is, but I feel like the Jazz do really good against the Bucks. Gobert does a good job at uh, holding Giannis. Obviously, like Giannis, he had 29 points, which is great. But a lot of those points came after the game was pretty much decided. Giannis had almost no impact in the first half. And and he, he kind of started catching fire towards the end, but not enough to break into the Jazz lead. And I think it was double digits pretty much the whole fourth quarter. And and Brooke Lopez did good on the Bucks, And I think that's just Brooke Lopez can shoot threes. Obviously, one of the biggest weaknesses for the Jazz are facing centers who can shoot threes because it negates uh, what Rudy Gobert does on the defensive end because he has to stretch out a little more or it forces the Jazz to make a switch and have a mismatch on defense in order to let Gobert stay more towards the middle and that that's kind of a funky defensive set. Um, But yeah, I that's kind of all I wanted to cover as far as stats-wise. Awesome game. Let me know what your questions are. Uh, real quick before I get to the live chat, before I turned this on, before I started the live stream, we were four subscribers away from getting 400. So if we could get that before the end of the live stream, that would be awesome. So anyone who's listening who isn't subscribed, subscribe. We're all about the jazz. We we do jazz post-game analysis videos after every single game. Like this, it's a live stream format so you can interact with us. And we also do one or two other videos a week uh, focused on the Jazz. And we touch on about other NBA stuff too because that's fun. Uh, but we do stay focused on the Jazz. Also, if you are subscribed but you have friends who are Jazz fans, like text them, get them to join the live stream tonight, get them to subscribe to the channel. If we could get to 400 by the end of the stream, that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, with that said... And and now I'll give you all time to to go text your friends to let them join the live stream. I'll I'll hop into the live the live chat. Uh, awesome win. Agreed. This like I feel like this win is a bigger statement win than probably any other win the Jazz have had so far. Uh, obviously, they have some tough games coming up, so they need some more statement wins. But it's tough for anyone else to say that the Jazz aren't real contenders right now. Uh, the Jazz are for real. They're just playing great basketball. They're moving the ball, and it's just exciting to watch. Yeah, but, uh, so along that, the like, I feel like the Jazz, and, and this is kind of the reason why we started this channel originally, is we thought the Jazz were legit. Uh, before the season, I don't think we thought they were as legit as they are now. I don't think we, we thought they'd be this good. But we knew they were good, and we knew no one was talking about them. And up until recently, like they got very little national coverage. But now they're getting real respect. 
And, and kind of how I judge that is maybe I put too much weight into the ringer, but if you guys are familiar with the ringer, uh, it, it's another uh, sports channel. Uh, they have podcasts, YouTube channel. They, they put out good content if you like sports, which if you're watching this video, you do like sports. But they are very much national. Like they, they don't really dive deep into more small market teams unless they're really good and they, they have the attention of the national media. And the ringer put out a video talking about how the Jazz were contenders. And so that's a sign to me that people, uh, and it's not just like, like diehard fans or just people around Utah or people who have lost to Utah so far, but it's like the league and as a whole and the media as a whole and the fans as a whole are recognizing that the jazz are for real, which is awesome to get that recognition. But at the same time, the jazz now have a target. So games are going to be harder for them. That being said though, they're playing so good that I don't think that's even that's not going to slow them down. Maybe it leads to a couple extra losses, but it's true. Like they're playing great basketball. I loved what I saw tonight. I've loved what I've been seeing for the past few games. Rudy was hitting his free throws. That's awesome. Let me check exactly what his numbers were from the free throw line. He shot 13 and he hit nine. So nine for 13. I'll take that from Rudy Gobert any night. Uh, Joe's playing better and better after the rest he got. That's true. Um, Nate, he kept bringing up that like when when Joe his his longest consecutive streak of playing in an NBA game when that ended because of his um what was it was something with his Achilles it, it wasn't like a major injury but he just needed some rest. Uh, Nate was saying that uh, Rudy like uh, not Rudy sorry Joe Ingles was going to come back stronger because of that. And honestly, like, he started the season kind of slow. He was a little bit of a non-factor. But it's true, ever since he got that rest, he's been hitting his shots better. He's been more confident on defense. I've, um, like, before the rest, I feel like he was making a lot of stupid mistakes on offense. Now I haven't been seeing that as much. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, and I think Joe Ingles is a huge part of this. Uh, obviously, he's the kind of player who can come out in a game like tonight and score 27 other games he scores nine but that's still nine points that are probably all three pointers and and that really helps the jazz uh easy buckets a lot of the times with him from the three-point line um so one of the questions is what are what are the jazz prospects against the lakers uh we we've i feel like we keep bringing this up every week and i think it's good that we bring it up because that kind of is like if the Jazz can beat the Lakers, then they are for real title contenders because they're either like likelihood they're going to need to get through the Lakers, the Clippers, and the West to make it to the championship. Honestly, and and I don't have the exact date, but they're playing the Lakers sooner rather than later, so that game's coming up, and we'll see when that happens. But I think they have a good chance. Honestly, like the Lakers are going to be tough no like even even for teams like Brooklyn if Brooklyn was playing awesome with their three superstars the Lakers are going to be a tough team that's just how it is when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James but I think the Jazz match up well obviously it's going to be tough because the Lakers have uh, Anthony Davis who he's typically playing more of a center role for them now 
who can shoot, and that makes it tough on Gobert. Obviously, uh, Brooke Lopez capitalized on that tonight, but it wasn't enough for the Bucks to win. So I think I don't think it's a perfect matchup for the Jazz, but I think with how the Jazz are playing, it's it's going to be tough for the Lakers to beat them. Uh, I'm really excited for the game. I'm ex- when they do play, I'm expecting it as long as long as everyone's healthy, especially if Mike Conley comes back, because that's something I didn't even mention. He was out again, uh, and so once Conley's back, like I'm guessing he'll fit right back in and and keep doing what he was doing once he comes back, and it's just going to be a tough matchup for the Lakers. Obviously, tough matchup for the Jazz, but I feel like there's how the Lakers team is built there's two players you really need to worry about and then they'll have other players who step up on any given night but how the Jazz are is they have like an eight nine man rotation and with the exception of like I don't know Royce O'Neal and Derek Favors you could see anyone in that rotation score 20 plus on any given night so and how the Jazz are playing I think it's just a tough matchup for the Lakers so I'd probably honestly at this point I would take the Jazz, but it, it is the Lakers, so I'm. It's not like I'm. I'm going to say the Jazz by a blowout win. I guess that's possible, and and on any given night, but not in a seven game series, I would say. Um. Yeah. So lots of questions about the Lakers. Uh, let's okay. I scrolled too fast, so I got lost my spot. Um. Okay, so this is one of Donovan's better games, but I'd say the best was against Boston. That's probably fair. Um, and, and the interesting thing with like the Boston one versus tonight is like both games were awesome for the Jazz. Uh, the As far as entertainment value, the Boston one was probably more entertaining. Um, but... And Donovan Mitchell, he took you know, he took care of business, and so I, that's probably true. Uh, what I really like from Mitchell tonight, though, was and what I saw from the Jazz overall is I guess I'll go into a little bit of a comparison between the Jazz when they played Boston and the Jazz when they played the Bucks tonight. Is what I saw from the Jazz with Boston is they had more grit and they were able to close out the games. Well, what what I saw from the Jazz tonight against the Bucks is they had kind of that. They had they knew they were in, in control once they kind of got that lead, uh, which I'm really happy to see. And I'm hoping it's not just that they felt confident coming off of a win against Boston, but I'm thinking this means that they they know what role they need to play as a team. And so when it's when it's like this game where they they took a 20 point lead in the third quarter, they knew they were confident. They knew they had the game, and so they just they managed that when against Boston they knew like especially down at the end like they could have lost and so they they were a little more serious and less because some of their plays tonight were kind of like circus show plays which were fun I don't want to see them do it all the time but and when you're beating a team pretty bad it's fun to see um lots of more Laker questions. Um, honestly, I'm. I feel like that's one of the like we've been talking about the Lakers, like the Jazz versus the Lakers for like a month now. 
So when that happens, that's going to be an exciting game. And when we do that live that live stream after that game, like we better see like everyone who's here here plus everyone that you know here because that's going to be an awesome live stream. Uh, even if the Jazz do lose, there's a lot that we'll be able to learn from that. So you, since since y'all have been asking about it, you you better turn out for the live stream. Um. Uh, so I had a question. Hey, what is the other guy's name on this channel? Uh, so some I'm Dale, and and my co-host is Nate, and so we kind of switch off for the post game reviews. Um, but we will be doing an episode tomorrow with both of us. Um, also, we, we've been getting some more like I've been noticing on the chats. We've been getting more like personal questions about like how the channel was started and and kind of how we met and, and that story. So if you guys really are curious more about that stuff, uh, let us know and maybe we can uh, take some time to to kind of tell that full story if if that's something that you're interested in. Um, this game really showed the depth of the Jazz franchise record, baby, let's go. I know, like, I, I forgot to bring that up at the start because well, it was last game that they tied the franchise record for best start and this, this game they, they took it. But... Honestly, I, I feel like I'm going to be repeating myself a lot because the Jazz, I don't know, there's there's not much negative to say about them with how they're playing. And honestly, they're kind of making it look easy, even against teams like the Bucks, which is not like the Bucks are incredibly good record-wise. They're 16-10, and 10, so they're one of the better teams in the East. But uh, I, I guess I guess that's one of the best teams in the league, but they just made it look easy against the Bucks. Which is like, I don't know what else to say. The Jazz are just that good. Um. Um. Okay. Who Who is my favorite team in the NBA and why? <laughs> um. So I was born in Texas. Um. And so my brother, from like, like the time that I was like three or four, the first name that I could say that like wasn't in my family was Dirk Nowitzki. So honestly, I, I grew up a Mavs fan. I moved to Utah, though, when I was, uh, how old was I? I was in fifth grade when I moved to Utah. So I've adopted the Jazz as my second team. I still follow the Mavs and I love the Mavs, but honestly, this channel is kind of like, I hate to say it, but I'm spending a lot more time talking about the Jazz. So <laughs> they're they're kind of almost my primary team, especially this season. I'm not even following it or what's going on with the, uh, with the Mavs, which... Um. Yeah, and I I got a question. I, lots of questions about questioning my loyalty to the Jazz. I guess maybe I just don't sound as excited as Nate does after wins. Um, but no, the Jazz are awesome. Uh, they've been my second team ever since like fifth, sixth grade. And and honestly, this year I think I did both the post games after the Mavs games. This year I'm rooting for the Jazz more than the Mavs, just because of where the franchises are at. The Mavs are not even though they're like they should have a talented team they're just not playing well and the jazz are in a position to win a championship so uh, especially this season when the jazz go up against the mavs i'm kind of rooting for the jazz uh because that's kind of best for me for both my fans uh, for both teams that i root for um okay so uh, so Wesson says, so I want you to answer this question if you get the chance. Do you think the Jazz are the most skilled team in the NBA? And can one of the Jazz players get an MVP? 
Um, as far as player skill, I'd say no, the Jazz aren't. Um, they aren't the most skilled team in the NBA, just because how how the Jazz play. It's I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'd have to like dig into it and figure out how I want to define most skilled team. Um, but I typically when you think most skilled, you think of a team that has a bunch of superstars. Um, so just off the top of my head, I'd probably say the most skilled team is the Nets, uh, because they have three incredible scorers. Um, but the Jazz play a lot better basketball as a team, and so um, if if you're talking about skill as an overall team as a single unit, then I'd say that the Jazz are definitely in the conversation, probably top three or four for that. Uh, if if not number one, I, I there's definitely a strong argument to say that the Jazz are the most skilled team as an individual unit, and I'd probably lean towards that they are right now at this point. And and to follow the follow up question was, uh, can one of the Jazz players get an MVP? I don't think they can this season. I know Mitchell has kind of been in the talks recently, especially now that the Jazz are doing really well. Um, if he keeps playing like like he did again like he did tonight and like he did against Boston, then I think Donovan Mitchell will, will will get votes. And if the Jazz keep, like if the Jazz just blow everyone out and are far and away the best team record-wise, then I think at that point Donovan Mitchell has a really solid chance. But with how this team is constructed, I don't think it's likely this year just because they play as a single team, they play as a single unit, and so with with that happening, sometimes you're going to see games, and this is my prediction for the rest of the season, I may be wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Donovan Mitchell score 10 points one game just because there's like Mike Conley and, and Bogdanovich are, are on fire those nights, so he just doesn't have to score as much. And typically, if you see an MV, if you like MVP players, you'll want to see them scoring 25 plus points almost every single game. And then if it's not 25 plus, uh, they'll need to at least at least get close to 20 in order to get those averages, because that's kind of what it comes down to for MVP. So, I I think Mitchell has a chance. It's it's a real long shot at this point, though. Um. Liked the like the Gobert favors duo tonight. Agreed. Um, I liked what Gobert did. Uh, he was like we a lot of times we talk about Gobert's what he does as far as screen assists, but tonight he was just finding the lanes off the screen or slipping screens, and and the Bucks didn't have anyone posted down low to stop him. So, or or the man came up with Gobert, and then Gobert got the first step, and that gave him either either a lob threat or or they got the pass to him so awesome and yeah and this scrolling thing it it messes me up sometimes i miss questions because it scrolls too fast um i okay so i think the bucks need some help for the team to gel i agree i and honestly like i'm super excited about this win because what i saw from the jazz and i think it is a statement win but I feel like it's not like I feel like a lot of people are still going to have questions just because the Bucks aren't what they were last year and the year before that. Um, I'm curious to see what the Bucks do. Um, I I root for Giannis. I 
I like Giannis. I think he's a cool player. So I'd like to see him win one eventually. Obviously, like that's me talking as an overall NBA fan. I think Giannis winning one in Milwaukee would be good for the league. But if it means that the Jazz don't get one, then I'd rather Giannis not get one. <laughs> if if you're following my logic. Um. So MKB says the Jazz will beat the Lakers. The Jazz are playing better than ever. Yeah, I agree. I I think they will beat the Lakers. But then again, it's Lakers are a good team. Maybe the Jazz have an off night, or even if the Jazz have an on night, maybe the Lakers just have a better night. So, I I'm with you. I do think the Jazz will beat the Lakers, but Lakers are one of those teams that um I I think it will be a close game, even though the Jazz have been blowing pretty much everyone out, even the good teams. So, if we see the Jazz blow out the Lakers, that would be awesome. Um. So Carter says, "Ask Nate, and I want to ask you who would win a playoff series in the uh, the 1998 Jazz or the 2021 Jazz." So I think uh, Nate he answered, "It would depend on on what rules." Um. So so he said like if it was in the 90s, the 90s Jazz would win. If it was now, the current Jazz would win. Um. I I I would agree with that, but I'll, I'll give a different answer just because uh, I I know that's what you're you're looking for. Um, and I think even in the nineties, um, I don't know. It's, it's tough because the, I don't want to disrespect the 1998 jazz because that team was awesome, but here's my logic behind why I think the 2021 jazz would win. Um, and, and, and this is just saying if the 98 jazz played like the 98 jazz did, and if the 2021 jazz played how the 2021 jazz, like how they do play. I think I think the team this year would win because I think basketball has evolved and and I know there's the argument that like um uh, like what Nate said what rules are we playing but I think I think a lot of people get too nostalgic about older players but but what happens is new generations come in learn from those older players build on and like you see great players build on that so I think like Jordan, he built on all the superstars that he grew up watching. LeBron, he's built on Jordan. Like players like Kevin Durant are building on LeBron. And so I think I think basketball is kind of evolving into a more efficient game. And and we, we can argue like like whether it is actually whether it is actually or whether it's just like um I don't know. The word the word escaped me. If it's like an illusion that it is, but my argument would be that the Jazz now would win because, like, even though the '98 Jazz defense was awesome, their offense was was a ton of fun. It wasn't as high powered as the offense now, and our defense, like the current Jazz defense, is awesome as well. So I think I think it would be tough for the '98 Jazz to keep up with what we're doing right now. Uh, that would be my argument. Uh, not no disrespect to the '98 Jazz. Uh, I love that team. Uh, but yeah, that that would be my argument for that case. Maybe maybe if you took it, it'd be a much different conversation if you take the '98 Jazz and put them. Let's say they grew up in the same generation as our 2021 Jazz, and maybe they uh, then then you'd see players like Carl Malone. He'd probably be shooting a lot more threes. And John Stockton would definitely be shooting more threes as well. So, uh, 
if, if you want to take that, that'd be a tougher hypothetical to figure out. And that's a whole nother conversation. Um, uh, so a question. So Quinn Snyder, coach of the year, Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, Rudy, defensive player of the year. Uh, honestly, like if you would ask me at the beginning of the season, I'd say Quinn probably would be in the running for coach of the year, at least what I thought. I, I wouldn't know if he would be or not. I, I didn't know that they would do this. But I think Quinn Snyder is deserving of a coach of the year award almost every season because he's that good of a coach, in my opinion. Uh, coming into the season, I would have said Jordan Clarkson, definitely sixth man of the year. And coming into the season, I would have said Rudy Gobert, not defensive player, because not because he wasn't deserving, but because I feel like after winning two in the row, voters would, would have been bored of, of giving him a third. And I know two in a row was, uh, what was it, two years ago when that happened. But honestly, I feel like they're kind of the favorites at this point. I, th- I feel like Jordan Clarkson, he's as close to a lock for sixth man as you can get at this point in the season. And I feel like Rudy is the front runner for de- defensive player at this point, And Quinn is the front runner for coach of the year at this point. So uh, that would be awesome if the Jazz bring home that much hardware uh, just from the regular season awards. And hopefully they can bring home some playoff hardware as well. That would be a ton of fun to see. Um, I have one more question. So Weston says, I have one more question. Do you think that the uh, that today's jazz could, jazz could beat the old Bulls with MJ? Um, I, I'll just use the same logic, uh, saying that basketball has gotten more efficient. Um, but, but that one, like, and I feel like that one would be, that one would apply even more where it's, are we playing 90s rules or today's rules? Because I feel like the Bulls with MJ, uh, with Jordan, they were a lot more physical than the Jazz were in the 90s. And so, um, and like with the Jazz, they're probably like their most physical player is probably Derek Favors. And so if, if you were allowed to hand check still, then the Jazz would have a tough time playing the Bulls and, and they'd probably get beat up. But uh assume, like if it's today so that that one i'd probably put a little more nuance in just because those bulls teams were more physical than the 90s jazz teams uh not necessarily because of the the talent there um but then again maybe maybe today's jazz just can hit so many threes that it, it makes up for it so th- there's that chance as well um so carter says the nba can't afford the um the jazz to win a championship um I, I'd be interested to hear like uh, more of your thought process behind that, because uh, I I I think I understand where you're coming from with the the NBA can't afford to like for the Jazz to win because, um, like if if imagine if it's like the Utah Jazz and the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals, that's not going to sell nearly as much and, and like. It's not going to get as much attention as if you see something like Lakers Celtics, and so it, it, if that's kind of where you're coming from, that makes sense for me. Um, yeah, I I I can see that. I I don't think I I don't think that it would hurt the NBA a ton. It would just be, and the NBA has taken some revenue hits in in the past couple of years because of everything that's been going on, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe a jazz maybe like a jazz championship 
could be exactly what the NBA needed because then maybe smaller fan bases are re-engaged and and because I feel like sometimes small small fan bases are they can kind of be disenfranchised with the NBA especially since it's the big big teams that win over and over again even when the small franchises have good teams and and so that's where you get a lot of like rumors like oh is the NBA rigged and um I don't know so whether that's true or not if if the Jazz win maybe maybe it does help the NBA in the long run but that'd be interesting to see uh either way I hope the Jazz do win whether it is good or bad for the NBA um would freak out if Donovan Mitchell came on this chat. Same, but honestly, <laughs> if uh, I don't know if that'd be a good thing or a bad thing. I'd love it because that that would be awesome. But um, if I was an NBA player <laughs> right after a game, would I, would I want to be hopping on a live stream of someone talking about the game that just played? But that would be super cool. Um, yeah, I I would love to talk to Donovan Mitchell. He's not only see like an awesome player, but I feel like. Um, I feel like there's like the league of superstars, like Steph Curry, where you're like, they're an awesome player, but they're also just an awesome guy. And like, you'd love to talk to them. And, and I, I feel the same about Donovan Mitchell. I think, I think he's a really good guy. So if I ever had the chance to talk to him, I think that'd be awesome. Um, do the jazz need an enforcer now that Jay Crowder is gone? Uh, I wouldn't say need, like, I feel like a player like that helps i feel like you plug jay crowder into any team and he he helps that team where he's at so if if i could wish jay crowder to magically be on the jazz right now and it would fit with the cap and we wouldn't lose any other rotational players then then i'd be happy to do that but i don't think the jazz need to actively go out and make a move um that that is a good question though because uh, those like enforcer type players are often needed more when it when it comes to playoff time and so maybe uh i i still think this jazz team is good enough that they they that that they'll do fine in the playoffs even without someone like that without someone as physical like that uh but but that's a good question that's something to think about i'll, I'll stick with it that it would be awesome to have one but the jazz don't need to make a move for it um and then oh and the follow-up question or is or is enforcer role like more old school? I'd say that it isn't. Even even if the game is getting less physical as far as the rules go, like like um, less is allowed in the rule book. I feel like when it comes to playoff time, the refs let a little bit more slide, and and we saw that for some teams that didn't have enforcers. Um, I'll bring up the Mavericks because they're top of mind. But you saw like when the Mavs were playing the Clippers. Um, Montres Harrell was, and and who was it? Marcus Morris we were kind of beating up on Luca and talking smack. So everyone's like, oh, like if the the Mavs had someone like Jay Crowder, then they could they could push it back and it would kind of negate that because that, that's kind of what that was kind of the Clippers vibe last season. I feel like they lost a lot of that. So um, I don't know. That'd be interesting to see. That, that's just taking like last year and last year was kind of different. So. I'll stick with an enforcer is nice, but not as required as it would be in like the nineties. Um, Donovan does invite himself to random parties. Yeah, Donovan's kind of fun. He's um, 
I feel like this. Okay, I won't dig too deep into this because, like, so what I do for work is I I do marketing and I do a lot on social media. So I guess, um, I kind of had an I I I for personal just for fun I kind of did an analysis of of how like Donovan Mitchell because social media is more in use and he can communicate with the fans. How I feel like players who do that and and handle that more they're they're more endearing to their to the fan bases and i think that's one reason why utah loved donovan mitchell almost immediately and it did help that he was awesome on the basketball court almost immediately as well um carter says you and james hans hansen need to have a collab video you know what i agree i'll <laughs> honestly I'll, I'll reach out to him and see see if we can if we can do something uh, i i think that'd be a ton of fun Obviously, his audience is a lot bigger than ours, but our content's really similar. Uh, so it, I, I think it'd be fun if you guys enjoy it. Then I think that'd also be cool. Um, and then, so I've been on you for like forty-one minutes. So Carter, you just asked a question. I'll I'll answer Carter's question and then I'll wrap up the chat. So so stay stay to hear the answer. But and then yeah, I'll do, I'll do the wrap up. Uh, so Carter asks. Uh, what will, what will be the outcome for the Clippers back to back, and will Paul George play? Um, I'll have to go see. So it's the Clippers back to back. Um, I haven't been following the the Paul George situation, so I don't really have a. Um, yeah, I don't really have a, a good opinion on that. Um, honestly, with how the Jazz have been playing, the, the Jazz beat the Clippers earlier earlier on in the season but uh, that like the clippers weren't really playing like they are now uh but the jazz weren't playing like they were now either so honestly i would say i'd like to say that the jazz win both obviously the clippers are a good team so it i'll have to be a little wishy-washy there because yeah the clippers are a good enough team that it wouldn't be shocking, and I, I wouldn't say that the Jazz season is ruined, even if they drop both of them. But I think the Jazz are playing as a better team, and and the Jazz have what it takes to beat them two times in a row. So if I had to give an answer, I would say Jazz win both of those. Uh, and then I don't know what's going on with Paul George, I'll, but if he doesn't play, then that obviously makes it easier for the Jazz. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, everyone thinks this was a ton of fun. Awesome win. Last two games were awesome wins. Thanks for joining us for this live stream. Uh, it sounds like there's some more support for us reaching out to James Hansen. So uh, I'll I'll reach out to him and, and see if he's open to do something. I'm I'm sure he would be. Uh, maybe maybe I'll have to talk him into it. But that would be that would be a ton of fun. Uh, we'll keep you posted if anything happens there. Thanks for joining the stream awesome win for the jazz if you aren't subscribed make sure you subscribe hit the notification bell because we'll be putting out a video tomorrow as well as a post-game analysis for the jazz game tomorrow against the heat so make sure you you plan time in your saturday to watch those but everyone yeah thanks for joining me and have a good friday night